We are a man down as we get into Defender Discussions. I am joined today by... Josh Tatton. And Matt Boss is on the road, our intrepid athletic communications assistant director is uh, off to Yankton. He's going to take advantage of a beautiful day and he's going to get some photos with a women's golf team competing down in Yankton. And that'll be a two-day event. And then the men's team gets going next week as well. And the women, I believe, are hosting a golf meet. So we get into it. We're in the thick of it, Josh. Yes, we are. Uh, Last weekend, soccer playing, the men playing on Thursday night and Saturday. The women getting just a Saturday contest in with Avila, and uh, I think I said the name right at least, but uh, I watched bits and pieces. I I would say more than bits and pieces. I watched pretty substantial segments of all three of those contests. I'm curious, you, I think, watched even more extensively. I'm curious what your thoughts were after watching the men's team on Thursday and then Game number two on Saturday against Avila. Right. Oh, Thursday, Thursday was a little tough to watch just due to like you know streaming issues. Yep. But from what I was able to see, I mean, it was the first game of the year. It was a bit sloppy. Uh, controlling the midfield seemed to be an issue. Cleaned up a little bit on Saturday, so that was good to see. Um, one thing that kind of like brought me back to years past that wasn't great to see was the um, lack of attempts on goal or just mm, attempts yeah. in general. Yeah. And. It's hard to score when you don't shoot. Right. Right. So, which they did fix on Saturday. So that yeah. was good to see. Um, I think there's a lot more to take away from the Saturday game than there yeah. was the Thursday I, I game. I agree. Um, it was a close one, nail biter right at the end, for sure. Two to one. Uh, I think Dryden played well. I think Hansen played well, too, in the first game. Mm-hmm. So, both keepers, I yeah. mean, we've seen that the four years. They haven't really separated themselves. Like, yeah. It's just. Constantly together. That is such a unique setting, a unique dynamic, and I'm hoping at some point this semester to get those two in together and talk about it. Because from all accounts, and I don't know, I know them. I say know them well enough to say hello to them and speak very superficially. But from what I understand, they room together. Yep. They. You normally don't get to be a senior in high, in college and uh, not be pretty good friends with your roommates. I mean, it's it's right. it's you're choosing who you room with at that point, and so I'm just curious to get them in and just figure out how they're able to compete for playing time, but not let that spill over into jealousy or um, frustration. Right, and, and I, I and know the them, friendship survives. I know them both pretty well. Like I've worked with them extensively, like in soccer practice, mm-hmm. and then I'm friends with both of them as well. And I think it helps. Mitch got a really like short end of the stick his freshman year with COVID. Like he sure. got it, and you know that return to play process takes forever, mm-hmm. or did at least. Yeah, it did then. And I mean that let me get varsity reps, which oh sure. boy, wild. <laughs> um, but so he. Was already you know behind the eight ball at that point. Yeah. So I don't think that jealousy necessarily stuck in, but they don't. I don't think they let that competition in practice take mm-hmm. over their friendship in the yeah. apartment, in class, in the grill, yeah. which is rare. Well, if you can do that, if you can p- c- create that competitive cauldron within the program, and then be able to step off the lo- outside the lines and you're able to function quite well. Those are the kind of traits that will serve you pretty well in the real real world. Right, and then their training sessions are are, they're constantly trying to make each other better, which is great traits to have. 
Yeah. And then they have a, th- usually there's a third keeper, whether that was me, Jeff DeCam at the time, mm-hmm. or now I think it's, his name is Seth is a freshman. Okay. And they're also trying like, they're pretty good. Like we've seen it. Yeah. So they're always trying to get themselves better and then bring that third keeper also up to speed at the same yeah. time. To a so. certain degree, the keepers coach each other yes. is what I've seen. And it's the one, it's the one position in soccer where you actually are working against and with the person who you are in all likelihood competing for playing time with. Right. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's an interesting yeah. dynamic for sure. Uh, a couple of games this weekend for yep. the men's soccer team. They are facing a union, union out of Nebraska. Looks like a program that might be struggling a bit. Yeah, no results on yeah. their website. Yeah, so that'll so. be uh, we'll be flying blind a little bit with that one. Hopefully, yeah. the uh, roster on the website is somewhat accurate. I guess we'll find out Friday. We, we will find out, <laughs> and then Saturday it is Central, Central Baptist. Baptist out of Arkansas. They are one and two in the season. Win against Paul Quinn, but that was a forfeit. Yeah. And then two losses against Texas A and M, Texas Arkana, Arkansas. Yeah, and then. Hendricks, four zero one zero, respectively. NCCAA school, and uh, we play a handful of them over the course of a year in terms of all sports, and so our first look at them. Women's soccer, I'm curious. Um, looks like they they were able to put the ball on frame. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to say a continuation of last year, but uh, at least a – First game where kind of got into a flow, it appeared, had an atta- had their attack, and uh, I thought a lot of good things in that contest. Yeah, I think the huge question mark was, what are we going to do without Kat Coyman in the back? Yeah. And it didn't seem to be a problem. Um, Jocelyn Terpstra, I mean, college debut, you put two goals in. Yeah. Like, that's, that's something to that's okay. pat, your, pat yeah. your back on. Yeah. Um, I think they moved the ball really well. Um, they had... I think Avila played a pretty high line, mm. so that left a lot of space in between keeper and back line. Sure. And through balls. I mean, yeah. Ellie Stewart, Jocelyn have speed. And it does make you wonder further along in the season as teams get better looks at those um, scouting reports, right? how they will adjust to that because – and that's – women's soccer especially, if you've got two or three fast kids – you're probably going to do some damage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've seen that with Ellie Stewart for the past three years on the side. Like, she's super fast. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it, it pays dividends, especially in, I think, women's soccer more than men's. Yeah. Well, the men's, I think the physicality of it kind of it can negate some of the speed right. because you have to be able to shed yourself from the opponent if they're going to be physical. Right. Are you yeah. able to, to still keep that speed up yeah. in the 75th plus minute? Yeah. They're playing Friends on Friday, yep, and then Central Baptist as well on Saturday. I'm curious to see how that Friends one shakes out. Yeah, oh two and one on the season for Friends. Okay, so it's always tough to you know gauge teams because like zero one doesn't look all that imposing, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, so so that's what's coming up for soccer, um, women's volleyball. Uh, tough outing at Dakota State. Uh, first live action. They did have some scrimmages, but first live action, and uh, against Dakota State, um, ended up losing three to one. The second match of the day against Mayville State. Uh, I think it was set two. They got away from them. I think they ended up losing that one, twenty six twenty four. And just talking to them, some observers, it was. 
if you if you find a way to win that one to close that one out and get a win, he, Momentum much shifts. much yeah. different. And uh, they got some good outings. Uh, Taryn Sparks in her collegiate debut, she led the team, ends up with three kills per set. She also was among the leaders last night in the loss with Morningside and Riley Donhofer, a senior, um, also. Had a good weekend last weekend and then comes back with a solid performance last night. And the match last night with Morningside, it's out of the right away playing in a GPAC contest against a team picked right around you in the league. We get a chance to get that one back on the road later in the season, but. Got to figure, yeah. Got to, got to, got to figure some things out. Yeah. And the lineup was a work in progress last night, and uh, I don't know what more you take away from it, other than we've got a lot of new faces, and we may have to be more patient than we've been accustomed to. Right. I, I was able to get there for like the fifth set. I saw that. Yeah. So I don't know what I saw is maybe struggling with a little bit with the, and this is from my very limited volleyball knowledge, but. The height up front, yeah. Like, I mean, you have Kumana who six four, yep. like that's going to help, but you don't have the Timmermans on the outside anymore. Morningside was more successful in terms of generating points on their defense at the net. I think they ended up with something like twelve points for the right. match off of blocks, and so that that gives you an indication they were having, they were have, they made up for their lack of offensive numbers with their defense at the net. And things get no easier for our women's volleyball team. They're going to have a challenging weekend. They play four this week. I am curious. They get a rematch with Dakota State. I think that's an important match on Friday right away. Rocky Mountain is always good. Receiving votes. Mount Mercy, don't know much about them. And then the monster is the the turbo turbo at the end. Yeah, and they are a salty bunch, and they are usually good, and it certainly appears that this year is more of the same out of them. So it'll be a challenging weekend for this volleyball Well, I mean, I I look at the rest of the season, and it doesn't get any easier after number four, right? All I see is numbers next to names. Yeah. Like number three, 17, two. Yeah. Now there was, there was a little, there (laughs) there was a little bit of a shakeup in the ratings. Um, I think Jamestown took a, relatively big hit and I yeah yeah I'm sometimes you're granted the number one spot because you are yeah yeah and so but they had a challenging uh, first couple of weeks but in the meantime Northwestern and Midland and the College of St. Mary and Concordia and on and on and on so many it'll be a challenge yeah and I mean that's what you get for playing in one of the best conferences in the NAIA is you got to beat them yep yep and if you can survive it you are okay. So we've covered soccer. We've covered women's golf to a certain degree. Men's golf gets going, and uh, we're going to see them competing. They're going to have some shoes to fill, obviously. Freddie Bullock, who was the yeah. individual GPAC champion last year, uh, he has graduated since moved on. Um, they're going to have to figure some of those things out. On the women's side of golf, they lost uh, well Carrie Cruz graduated after with a two-year degree but I I've been around since the beginning of the women's golf program I remember when it was a big deal that we had women's golfers who were breaking 100 somewhat once in a while right we now have at least it appears a lineup as I was doing the bio work we have a fair number who's Strokes per round average were in the low 90s. 
We had some that were in the 80s. That program, to me, is definitely one that is pointed in the right direction, and I, I don't, I love Kerry Cruz. You have to find a way to replace players like that, and I think John Crane will do that. Right, and that's every sport, right? Your seniors graduate, yeah. or I guess in this case, sophomores. Right. But, like, next in line. Yeah. Like, that's just how college sports work. You know you're getting them five years, like, max. Yeah. Well, not, or, or six. Or, you know, or who seven, knows or what, are, what are eligibility <laughs> now with all the new rules. But, yeah, you're getting them for a limited amount of time. Yeah. So... Football gets going this weekend. Doan University. Yeah, the Doan Tigers. Doan played last weekend. Graceland, they lost 42-17. to 17. Yeah, I watched a fair amount of that Sunday afternoon. Uh, just that's how pathetic my life can be. I watch <laughs> and, and there was no commentary with it, and it was an artificial intelligence camera, so it, oh. did, it did the whole floating thing, and I'm, I'm grateful that they have that, and we can watch it. Makes you thankful for Dort Media Network, though, right? Well, and for, <laughs> uh, for all of these schools that are able to do that. Right. I, I mean, you need the personnel, and you need the you know, first and foremost, you need the personnel and people to right, do it. So totally. thankful for Rich Lodewijk and the crew. But I watched it. And I, I, I don't know what I took away from it, in all honesty. Graceland threw the ball a lot. What did I see? Like 400-something yards yeah. in the air? And it was a lot of short yeah. stuff. It was a lot of the seven yards, tackle at 10 yards, and just the death by a 1,000 cuts. Right. So I don't know what that translates into because that is not the Dort offense. It's not how we no. So lucky to get a hundred yards passing sometimes. Well, and that's <laughs> that's how it's built. And so I I don't know what to take away from it other than I watched it. It's two hours out of my life that I probably won't get back. <laughs> but um, uh, in the name of preparation, I thought it was I, I thought it was good use of my time and see what Doan would do offensively. They are a team typically that is further ahead on defense at the start of the year than they are on offense. And uh, Frazzy Wynn, I believe, the running back, I don't think he broke 100 yards, but he got the lion's share of the work on offense. So that's uh, and that's a name that I saw last year. So it'll be interesting to see on the on the, for the Dort team. I'm really anxious to see this offense and quarterbacking position. Sounds like we'll see multiple people at quarterback. Typical, right? Right. Yeah. Early on in the year and figure it out. And over the course of a season, you're likely going to need more than one. And I am curious to see. We've got a few people dinged up. And when they get healthy, the spot will probably be theirs. But in the meantime, other people have opportunities to show what they can do. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. And... To add to the storyline, Dona's one of the teams that beat Dort last year. Yeah, so, like surprising fashion. Right. So you never know. I mean, you never know with any game. No. What do they say, any given Sunday, but this yeah. is Saturday? Any given Saturday, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Yep. It was a 1 o'clock start time. It'll kick off at 7 o'clock. And uh, we'll be down in Crete, and hopefully we don't have any thunderstorms or anything roll through because then things get delayed, and we right. really don't like that. But anyhow, <laughs> kick off at 7 o'clock. Uh, it'll be on KIHK. It'll be. Uh, we've also got uh, video. Uh, part, sorry, an audio link up on our website, and we have the um, the broadcast that is generated by the folks down in Lincoln. Uh, the video broadcast. Those links also on our website at godort.com. Cross country doesn't get going until next week, and we will wait until Matt is here. 
He's our to cross cover that. Specialist, he huh? is. He's the guy. And uh, other than that, we're just kind of off and running. Um, yeah, the gun's off. We're yeah, sprinting. It, <laughs> it felt. It felt like we went zero to a hundred really quickly. Yeah. And uh, just kind of trying to finalize some rosters, get those up on the websites, things like that. Um, broadcast last night, uh, we had the first one, and uh, always a few uh, kinks to work out. And uh, the voice is a little bit raspy this morning because <laughs> I forgot my cough drops. But, um, yeah, so w- we are into it. Uh, soccer games will... Uh, will be uh, on the Dort Media Network as well. Those links are up on our website. You looking forward to seeing them in oh, person? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I live for this stuff. Yeah. I love soccer. What, why? I mean, I'm, I don't mean why. No, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just curious what a kid from California ends up as soccer as their, one of their favorite sports. I know. I grew up. I started when I was six. Okay. Started club when I was 10. Um, so you were in that whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I pl- I started club when I was 10. And then when I got into high school, I played for three years. I took a year off because I wanted to try football. Mm. Um, and then like my junior year, they switched the seasons. Okay. So California doesn't get snow or at least where I was. So right. we, we could switch soccer to the winter. Sure. And so I was able to play football and soccer in this, my junior year. And so I, that's why I had three years of soccer sure. and four. But, and then I got here. Yeah. And then you know, yeah. just I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love them all, all sports. So <laughs> you you uh, you watch the you watch the soccer uh, you watch soccer games on the weekend and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as well? I'm more I honestly I enjoy watching like NFL football and okay. MLB baseball more than I enjoy watching professional soccer unless okay. it's the World Cup. Then I'm all over the World Cup. Sure. So like last winter. Think there's more passion in the World Cup, or why? Why? What uh, draws you to w- that? Once every four years, okay. it's just you know the uniqueness of y- it. Yeah, it's, it's so much emotion involved. B- build up to the right. big event. It's like it's like March Madness every four years, sure. right? Just the whole world. Okay, yeah. And I think that's the closest thing I can explain it to. Sure. In the U.S., at least. Okay. Well, I'm always curious what uh, what draws people in, and uh, right. football. Uh, Football obviously holds a special place in your heart as well. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of things going on. Uh, hopefully Matt makes the trip qu- uh, safely to Yankton. I see we are just about out of time. I've got to talk to Coach Chris Bessler from Doan in about uh, 25, 30 minutes, and I've got to just check on a few things to make sure I at least have something to begin with when I begin yeah. talking to him. But, um I think that's it. If we missed anything, our apologies. What was not intentional, but occasionally when we uh, we sit down to do this, I don't have the notes uh, clearly formulated. Were you at the breakfast this morning? Did you get invited? I didn't to even know there was a breakfast. What the heck? Okay, well you're not a senior anymore, so oh, that would make sense. Yeah, it was a senior <laughs> breakfast, and uh, that was that was kind of neat. Uh, that's become a tradition here over the last five or six years, where we have the senior. Uh, athletes from the uh, teams invited to uh, listen to a speaker, Brian Smith, who comes in. He used to be involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Now he's doing something a little bit different. But that was a good. That's a good way to get things rolling at the beginning of the year as well. So uh, I digress. We're going to wrap it up. Put a peri- period on this sentence. And uh, for Josh Tatton, I'm Mike Biker for the Dort Athletic Communications Department. Have a great week, and until next time, we'll see you later.